Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 158 for December 17, 2010. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with my normal crew of RP Gamer Acolytes. Wait, no, that means you serve me. Actually, I like that. Let's do that. RP Gamer Acolytes. Starting off, first off, I've got Anna Marie Newfeld. I was in the middle of drinking my mojito, sorry. That's your mojito? No, I'm drinking. They have these awesome things called mocktails, and I have a mocktail mojito. Oh. It's easy and limey. Yes. It's a girl drink. Got it. Shut up! <laughs> Speaking of girls, I also have Jonathan Yearworth. Hey! <laughs> what was that for? <laughs> Incredulous responder Phil Willis is also with us. I survived my trek to Indonesia and have arrived mostly. That wasn't, that wasn't a very incredulous response, but all right. Sorry, didn't bring my <laughs> English dictionary with me. You know those words of more than three syllables confuse me. Okay, got it. <laughs> Just go look it up. All right, and finally, back for his second show in a row, Mr. Roy Burnett. Hello, everyone. And you know, John, that was totally a reference to the long hair. People just can't get over my Bishigo looks, can they? Bishigo. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, enough, enough about how you look like Sephiroth, though. We've got a show to do, and there's lots of news for a slow December week, so it's not so slow. Uh, so. Don't we do you should do feedback first? We do. So... I was about to start talking about it, actually. Until you derailed me. Dark tragedy. Yeah, dark tragedy. We do try. You guys are very good at it, actually. The train is crushed and burned. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that... So it's about to snow here again, but my my snowblower is working this week, and I'm very happy about it. Um, Do any of you guys have any snow issues? Or do you, is it just a thing that I'm I have to deal with in Wisconsin? Any, I'm hoping I don't have any snow issues next uh, next week on the basis that it'll probably stop the trains and stop me from getting home for Christmas. Oh, that would suck. That would the suck. Problem, the problem with living in the mountain, in the valley area here in Salt Lake, is that you don't really get warnings for the true snow. See, we had this big, huge blizzard warning uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, I mean, they let the schools out early. All the government people went home the whole nine yards, and we got two inches. But then, say, the and next, then, and then... And then Blizzard but, released Cataclysm. Yeah, Blizzard released Cataclysm. Yeah, That's the go. worst snow then, issue of all. Then a week later, uh, no one, you know, you just see, you know, snow in the forecast, but no one makes a big deal of it. Next thing you know, you get 15 inches in the valley, and we're spending 24 hours digging ourselves out. So, don't know. Hoping not to get too much snow, though, over the next week or two. I've had enough already for the whole year. And Anna just has snow all year. What? It's Vancouver. No, I don't. <laughs> Not unless you go up into the mountains, although you can... You know, it's a, the interesting thing about British Columbia is, is you can go from the beach, where it's 25 degrees, to the mountain, where it's about negative 5, and the perfect snow for snowboarding in about mm, 80 minutes. Cha! Snowblow... Snow... This. <laughs> snowboarding, man. There's new SSX been announced. for the fact... Except for when the Olympics are here. Then Mother Nature just bends us over. Oh, Okay. Did you you didn't get a lot of snow then at all, did you? It was all warm. No, we were shipping it in from other yeah. provinces. You had to you had to import <laughs> other Canadian snow. That's kind of weird, actually. From other provinces, all across the country, from the Yukon mostly, Peninsula, mostly Alberta and the Yukon, but yeah, <laughs> territories. 
I'm actually buried about under half a foot of snow. There we go, finally! Because you're in the northern part of the country or something, right? Yep. That's right. You're next to the North Pole. Got it. So you, so everybody's getting their festive winterness on by playing that uh, um, winter DLC for Costume Quest? I haven't got Costume Quest yet. Oh. Give me a break. Am I the only one who played Costume Quest? I haven't got it yet. I'm stitching a Christmas book. present. Does that count? You got what? I've been cross-stitching a video game Christmas present. Does that count? Is that, how is that Costume Quest? No, but you said we were getting into the festive spirit. Oh, yes. That's festive. I'm making a Christmas present. Yeah, you need to tell me what I should buy you. Speaking uh, you of got festive me the... spirit. Oh, my God. You guys have to see it. It's so cute. Oh, I got a widow baby moon kid in World of Warcraft. Hey, can someone buy, can someone buy me the Celestial Mount? You know. No. No star pony for you. I refuse to no. acknowledge that thing with money. That one you just bugs suck. me. <laughs> Although, do you play Horde at all, Quinn? No, not really. Um, going to be a bit of a spoiler for those who haven't replayed it. <gasps> the new Hillsbrad zone, if you are Horde, is fantastic. The opening quest you do in Hillsbrad is to be a quest giver. So you actually get up on a horse and an exclamation mark jumps up over your head. And people come oh, and take quests I've from heard, you. I've heard about that one, yeah. Yes, and even better is one of the guys that comes is on a star pony. <laughs> narcissistic blood elf that's awesome and of course once you're done handing out these quests you jump off the mount and the quest giver's like see you see it's not as easy as you thought it was and then proceeds to give you all three quests that you gave to other people so you end up meeting back up with uh orcus the kingslayer and uh dumbass the the new undead rogue it's actually spelled d-u-m-b-a-s and uh, and the narcissistic blood elf, whose name I don't remember, but he actually named his star pony. And um, at one point, he loses track of his star pony, and he's crying in a house with an NPC that gives a quest. And they end up talking back and forth. And the other NPC is like, "There, there, little girl, your pony will be, your star pony will be okay." <laughs> I need to go do this quest line. <laughs> yes, Aren't you, you do. spoil the whole thing now. No, 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 no. There's a, lot, there's a lot of details that I've left out. Yeah. But yes. If I played on an RP server, I would totally name the Star Pony. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what its name is. Starbright or something? Um, Probably. Win- Winter's Breath. I don't know. Something stupid. Horse names are always weird. Like, good to go with they a number two in the middle. Died. They're always strange. Ever watch a race? No, I have completely derailed us from feedback. Where you have, we? but it's okay. Um, okay. Let's go well, feedback. I don't even know what I was going to say. All right, so let's jump into feedback. Kazrico Redclaw writes in and says, To protect you... Oh, that's... Uh, sorry. I almost read the line from the email program. He forgot... To protect your privacy. Yeah. Remote images are blocked in this case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I almost read. <laughs> All right, so Kaz is correcting us on the Disgaea 2 PSP for downloadable content. They brought in... Hanako from the future, so it's quite possible they're laking Almas and Sapphire from the future as well. I don't even remember what that's talking about. Why did I put that in the show? Uh, that was uh, that was something I mentioned in the podcast last week oh. about the Disgaea, about how the fact that the DLC makes Disgaea two look like it comes after Disgaea three, and Disgaea three come after Disgaea two. Yeah, when really it's a lot more complicated. <laughs> you right. know, I, to be brutally honest, by this point, I just think a man in a blue police box should be showing up and telling them to knock it off. Oh, Doctor Who. 
right? Oh, yeah, I was going to wonder. Was that well, I mean, it was like was a classic a... British reference there. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, was that too obscure for some people or something? <laughs> no, for I me. mean, it's British. <laughs> Chris, is... Chris, you fail at Britain. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I fail at Britain. I acknowledge that. Right, so I'm okay. going to make myself a good, good dapper effort here now and do my <laughs> terrible British accent and say... <laughs> For Hasrico's second letter, the analog stick is used for R2 and L2. If you press up on the analog stick, it presses both buttons. You don't sound British. You I sound know. like you have a stick up your butt. It sounds stupid. Wait, I thought that was British. Ooh. That, was, that was the number uh, way. That's how you do accent training, right? Oh, that, would be, that would be British if you were in a really bad sketch of a Monty Python movie. Well, that's where I learned my British accents, actually. <laughs> Run away! No more imitating John Cleese for you. Brave, brave Sir Casrico. Sir Casrico wrote a letter. No. Get on with it. Get on with it. There we go. I, I think that one was in reference to the same word I said that you couldn't run in Final Fantasy VIII. Yes, so you have to press up on the analog stick and then... Yeah, I'm, in, my de- in my defense, I completely and weird. utterly forgot about that. The, so the whole analog stick functioning as a... Uh, so left is R2, R2, L2, and right is R2, and then up is both. Yeah, my, my, well, you know, my bad on that one. I, I screwed up. I'm going to go ahead and re-down Final, Final Fantasy VIII. Then. There you go. So now you have a way to play it. And something else you want to play later, but we'll announce that when we get to it. All right, Gordon Utley Jr. says to... I must write it again. To oh, hey, Cybeck. <laughs> Hi, Cybeck. He says, I was listening to another podcast when they started talking about RPGs. Though, dedu- through deduction, they came to the concept that there are no such things as RPG video games. The following is a link to the article they have written on the topic at Majorspoilers.com. I was just wondering what your opinion on this article would be. And I'm realizing I should have read the article. I did, and I sort of rolled my eyes about it because it's one of those things like... Circular reasoning works because circular reasoning works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was getting I was getting that vibe from the article as well actually. I mean, I don't really feel like they have bad points. Oh, they're saying it's hard to define an RPG, therefore all games are RPGs, therefore they don't actually exist. Right. Is that what they're doing? Okay. Something like sort that. Of. Whatever. With a professor I mean, X with a with uh, it's, Cerebro it's, on. I love it. Cerebro like, can't even figure it out. Well, we've been having... We've been... So many games with shooting elements. Does that mean shooters don't exist anymore either? I mean, I don't think people are really going to argue that. Well, I think they're saying that every game has the elements that we usually define as elements of RPGs. There's always something you could claim to be experience, even if it's just something you learn in the case of Monster Hunter. There's always something you can claim as, you know, health. There's always there's usually money or currency of some sort. Um, so I don't know. What it, long narrative stories. Now that's something. You show me a shooter with a 100-hour story. Well, and certainly, yeah. <laughs> certainly any of this logic can be taken to ridiculous extremes. But there yeah. certainly does seem to be, and there has been for a while now, a blending more of the genres more than anything else where, yeah. I mean, heck, the kids are out here playing Call of Duty and they're sitting there saying, I've got this much experience. I need to get to level 11. I'm like, you guys sure you're playing a first-person shooter over there? <laughs> you know, and so they right. integrating and I mean, elements. I don't, 
And I don't think that level of homogenization either cheapens or detracts no. from the fact that there are still games that are RPG out there. Right. And it's still, yeah, and that first-person shooter is still, at the end of the day, a first-person shooter. You know, it's still, that is the core experience that you're getting when you play Call of Duty. You, you don't feel like you're playing a character in a fantasy world or whatever it is, you know, role-playing them out. You're, you're killing people with a gun and shooting them in the head. And at the end of the day, your ability to shoot the other person in the head faster will always be the determining factor in your success. <laughs> but, I mean, RPGs are just usually sandbox worlds with big stories and uh, some gameplay elements for you to run around and have some free reign in how you want to develop yourself with. And it's true in tabletop RPGs. It's true in video games. So I, it's like, it's kind of direct. Yay, tabletop games. I mean, and here's the other thing is, does it matter? No, I mean, especially. We are no, applying it really doesn't. so yeah. many labels to these video games. It's an action RPG shooter hybrid with adventure elements. Yeah. Okay. That, <laughs> ultimately, that's what a label's for. Does it tell you something useful about the game? And there's a lot of RPGs that having the label RPG tells you a lot about the game, right? So therefore, it's a useful label. That's right, what labels are mean, for. <laughs> I feel like there's a finite point that we can take a label. I mean, this is, I think, the basically what JC said earlier is true. I think any sort of argument like this can be taken to the extreme. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They, so, they just get kind of ridiculous. To answer the original question, after having read it, I understand their points, but I don't feel like... My, my answer coming out of it is, so what? Yeah, none of it yeah, really... Yeah, like, just a long... Knowing this doesn't help me, you know, because <laughs> it doesn't... It doesn't make calling games RPGs less useful, and it doesn't uh, make other games that I can clearly say aren't RPGs, it doesn't all of a sudden then turn them into RPGs in my mind. So I don't think this article does enough to kill the RPG label. Now, now, what game would you say, out of the ones you've played, does the most homogenization? Like, for me, it would be Borderlands. Mass Effect. Border- yeah, or Mass Effect. Mass Effect yeah. 2, rather. <laughs> Mm, Dissidia. Mm-hmm. Well, Did, I I would not call the first Dissidia an RPG. I think it's a it's a fighting game with a story mode. Mm. It's like calling a Smash Brothers an RPG. The one on the on the Wii. I'm just not buying into it. What do you think about what do you think about Borderlands? Because with, with, with Mass Effect, at least the first one, I haven't played the second one, but with the first one, I can still pause, give orders, you're, think uh, things You're out. the only one here who's played Borderlands, I think. Well, I, I tried to play Borderlands. I okay, there you go. It. Well, you guys will have to pipe up then. Well, um, I can tell you, Borderlands, uh, its RPG elements are a little bit obvious when, as you gain levels, you can definitely see if you have the damage numbers turned on the... Increase in damage you're doing with shots. However, if you're someone like me that absolutely sucks at FPSs, I use I have to use the invincibility cheat to be able to play that game because I suck. Ah. <laughs> Did you play it on PC or on console? PC. Okay. I hear there's a big difference in the playability of that game on PC versus console. Or the oh, well, and and my, my, only, uh, my only real complaint with um, Borderlands was I could never get the game spy uh, matchmaking thing to work properly. And it meant that basically I was stuck playing a game that is much, much, much better played co-op, single player, and I therefore didn't like it. Yeah, I think that's the issue. We all need like the Xbox version. 
Just mm-hmm. make a game night. And at the same time, <clears throat> Borderlands is not the first game, and I doubt it'll be the last. That It plays better co-op than single player. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like that Shining Force game that I reviewed a long <clears throat> time ago. Sorry. Which, which Shining? It, it, oh. Borderlands oh, had, had stronger. Yes. It's border, Borderlands had stronger ties with its experience levels and your effectiveness than, let's say, Call of Duty, which does have levels or, or you know, whatnot. And it also had quests and story and things like that. But in my mind, it still came across at the end of the day as a first-person shooter because when it came to resolving combat, I know there was RPG elements underneath the hood, but I still felt like, you know, it had to do with shooting people, even though there might have been statistics driving it a bit and stuff. It, it still felt like a first-person shooter at its core to me, but, you know... That ought to be an interesting topic of conversation and debate on the forums when they listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next letter, who is from Shaman, who lives in Dart... I don't know where this is. Dartmouth, uh, New Zealand, Canada. What's Nova what's Scotia. NS? Nova Scotia. Okay. I like New and, Zealand. But... Uh, to answer the question before we move on really quickly, I was talking about Shining Tears. Oh, okay. BS is Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Yay! Represent for the Easterners. All right. So it uh, says, Hi, RPG cast. I picked up the show at the end of August, but did go back and listen to the prior episodes in order to be caught up. And now I have a question. With the announcement of Final Fantasy IV complete this week, which we'll get to later, there's the tipping point for me of picking up a PSP because I'm a whore like that. However, I would like to pick up some of the other RPGs for the system, preferably on disc. How much trouble am I going to have in getting the Personas and Lunar next? year and what other psp rpgs would you recommend i would recommend getting a memory stick and stop buying stuff on discs well, <laughs> all the well, games you listed there are available the on download yeah but well, there are some games available yes PSP, but none of the ones he listed right i mean basically i think before you shell out for either a psp or a go you should hop onto uh you can go to like the psn the playstation network without having an account right um you can't browse it without a system right now. Oh, you can't? I don't think you can browse it on on PC oh. anymore. You used to be able to. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you can. I don't think they obsoleted um, the Media Go thing. Okay, I don't know where to go for it, then. Well, I would you honestly find a list. Oh, you have to get the of... Media Go software, says <laughs> Royce. I, I would attempt to find a list of all the games that are available on the PlayStation Network. You can probably get one that's divided by genre. Yeah. And if you see a bunch of games on there that if you if you notice several missing games, I would say get a three thousand because it has that nice backlit screen or a brighter yeah. backlit what, what, screen. I don't I understand say. what 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 is your perspective on this one? Because he's just asking how hard is it going to be to get the personas in Lunar? I don't even think he's considering a go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't um, think it's a hard. question of go versus three thousand. I think most people are going three thousand at this point. Um, lunar, getting like lunar, if it's not on the PlayStation Network store, or whatever have you. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be able to find a lot of these guys on you know Half.com, eBay, or whatever have you. And the one thing I would point out is that a lot of times when I'm looking for an, an older PlayStation game, uh, on one hand, I love the fact that I have the flexibility to buy the game on the PlayStation Network and download it and have it on a memory card. But on the other hand, sometimes the game costs almost half as much. You know, around half as much if I buy it used on a UMD. Yeah. So it's also a question of portability versus. See if, if you can get a good price on the uh, premium edition for Lunar. Then you get the, the little cards and stuff. Then you get the. Uh, the oh, what do you call them? The. Bromides. The, pre- the premium Bromides. edition. Bromides! 
the pre-edition is going for about 30 35 brand new right now. Yeah, I, I don't think you're, these, the games that you're listing, Persona 1 on PSP, I don't think was that big of a seller. Persona 3 on PSP, still, still in circulation, I think, so that should be easy right now. And Lunar, I don't think was that big of a seller either, so... Well, you just the heard nice it's like 30 is, bucks. The nice thing is so. that UMDs aren't PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 discs. They actually have a pretty good shelf life. Like, they don't crap out. Yeah. Because they're, they're relatively well protected. I think if you're so, going to go disc form for the ones he listed, he should be trying to track down yeah, the collector's yeah. one, and I don't the collector's editions of all of the games, and I don't think he'll be paying too much. I just don't think you'll have much problem finding it newer pre-owned, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, as far as the other... What's that? Even into her oh. mouth. Mm-hmm. New yeah. Zealand. I was just going to say, um, he was asking what other games. I mean, I can tell you some of my RPGs on the PSP off the top of my head. Brave Story. Uh, if you're in a Dungeon Crawlers, Class of Heroes. Uh, Crimson Gym Saga is not too bad. Um, uh, John Dark. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I would say Hero. I would say John Dark and uh, Brave Story are probably the top two, wouldn't they? No. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, unless you throw Persona Three in there, that's a really, really good one. Yeah, if you haven't played it on PS2, yeah, absolutely. yeah, if you haven't played yeah. it, Valkyrie Profile Lineth wasn't too bad. Oh yeah, that's a good game. And same with uh, it's a bit old at this point, the... but yeah. Yeah. Wait, which one did you say, Quinn? If you, if you like tactics, RPGs, no. Which one did you say? Disgaea Two. Disgaea Two, and of course, there's a Final Fantasy Tactics remake for the system. Yeah, which has really done pretty well. It might arguably be it, the best. It's got some lag on it, but other than that, it's actually good. The translation makes up for it. You know what? I have to interject. I stand corrected. As of today, it is now called Dartmouth. Oh, they changed it? <laughs> yes. How do you change your pronunciation? Okay, whatever. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> and, and that's, you know... Only the, in New Zealand. You know, Nova Scotia! <laughs> With, with my thought process, like a game like Disgaea, I definitely would prefer, I'd even pay a few extra bucks to have it on my memory stick, because that's one of those games you can put hundreds of hours to that you that you kind of spread out and go back to on a somewhat regular basis. So having that on memory stick's great. And, Whereas uh, a game... Ooh, go ahead. There was a bunch of Atlas games, no, Xseed games that just had their prices dropped, didn't they? We talked about it last week. Um, PSN, Xseed, Titles... You got Yggdra Union and Knights of the Nightmare combo thingy going on, if they still got that deal running. Oh, we covered... Uh, yeah, um... Oh, they only had one that was good, Brave Story. Brave Story is like, um, ten bucks. Oh, yeah. So get that on stick. That's a no-brainer. Also, one thing that's worth mentioning is that if you get the games on digital download and download to a memory stick or hard drive on the go, the load times are a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And, and that's that's a, a big deal the, for the older ones. A lot of the games now come out with optional movement onto the memory card. Like I moved Persona Three onto the memory card. I moved Dissidia onto the memory card, and yep. the loading was like non-existent. Yeah, those. Uh, but that's only a newer game thing. Like, um, for example, the Final Fantasy Tactics remake does not have that option. And, uh, that's and, true, and, it, it has and neither does Brave Story and a lot of other games. That was a later thing. And I'll also say, just and this is just my personal uh, perspective, but I really feel that having some of those PlayStation One classics like Final Fantasy Seven, Eight, and Nine, and uh, Suikoden, uh, it's it really re- 
reinvigorated some of those old titles for me. Have, they're easier on the eyes when they're on the smaller screen because they never have high resolution, high polygon count to begin with. And being able to play them, you know, and pause it at any point in time by putting it in a suspend mode, it just really makes those games much, much more interesting. I, I don't want to go back and play Final Fantasy VII on a big screen stretched out where the graphics are just horrendous and I have to wait for save points and stuff. That's so 1999. Oh, I I got past that by just playing it on PC. <laughs> <laughs> that well, that will do it too. <laughs> if you can, if if uh, Final Fantasy VII must be one of the most finicky games ever, though, for running on newer computers. If you ever try and track down the PC version, just mm-hmm. just thought I'd mention that. It, it, oh my gosh, it, that thing that thing didn't run well when it came out. There there was a problem uh, with the video appearing upside down for a while. Uh, I never got that. Uh, all it was I really had early was, on. <laughs> um, all I had was a. Uh, well, the only problem I had was um, uh, the. Cu- you know the cutscene in Disc Two of you escaping from Northern Crater. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay, well the game would always crash during that cutscene. I played the game I once. Ne- I've never I wanted never to play it a second time. Well, I, 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 I actually never I did. Get past that. And for ages, I could never get past that section because my computer just crapped out. I had to take nice. the game and the save file around to a friend's house. <laughs> Just to do it. Get past that bit. I bought it. a Voodoo Extreme 3D for that game. I bought a Sound Blaster Aw 64 for that game so I could play it on PC because I didn't want to buy a PlayStation. I would have been better off investing money in a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. So much better at that and, point. <laughs> And let's not forget a couple of little quirky games that are on PlayStation Network that have been pretty, you know, kind of like small hits lately, like ZHP, Unlosing Ranger, and uh, Claude, Cladden, or whatever it's called. Don't mention that game to Glenn. You don't like Cladden? No, no, I don't, don't, like mention, don't, oh, mention don't mention it to Glenn. It. Oh, okay. you know, seven. Glenn right. doesn't like it? Glenn, I think, consider, considers it quite possibly one of the worst games ever invented. Really? I think he described it at one point as the AIDS of RPGs. Ooh. Oh, that's bad. But it's so kind of cute. Uh, well, maybe Whatever. I haven't gotten far enough to. There's a demo. Is there? Hmm. Oh, I've noticed that. Oh, I thought that's so. Not, I guess not. not <laughs> maybe not. not. I'm not, lying. Not Europe or something. Mm. Okay, so should we move on? <laughs> yeah, Grand I'm just stealing a, a rubber band back from my cat. Be- <laughs> let's let's make Grand Theft Auto Wars Chinatown Wars in, in RPG. Let's just call it RPG. Go. Well, we've turned we've learned that the term doesn't mean anything, so we could just put it on whatever. There you go. That's a good game. God of War. I, I collect red bulbs, and they give me sort of experience points. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but that would make Bayonetta an RPG. Well, I think we're calling um, Metal Gear Solid an RPG as well, just because we want free goodies <laughs> for covering it. It's mind, it's mind screwy enough to be one. It is. It does have that part going for it. So, um, oh yes. And so there's one more correction for us. Uh, Silktail writes in on the forums and says, "Hey, I'm thinking of uh, doing Saturday morning." Oh, yeah. Who's? Ta- She's talking about how we're doing um, podcasts on Friday nights because I think Saturday mornings could be hard in December. Points Saturday out a couple morning, things. Huh? Points out a couple things. Saturday mornings, I, I think Saturday mornings are hard. Are... I was thinking of doing Saturday mornings because Friday nights are difficult in December. And then she pointed out that Saturday mornings in December might be even harder because one of them is Christmas morning and the other one is New Year's morning or New Year's Day. So, um... Yeah, I'm thinking Saturday mornings aren't going to happen for uh, 
for the podcast either. So a good good call on that. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do, <laughs> to be quite honest. Next week uh, for podcast, I'm traveling on Thursday night. I'm with my family for the first time in months on Friday night. Then Saturday's Christmas. It might be hard. I don't know. We might just skip a week. We might just have to take a break next week. Yeah, might just have to take a break <laughs> next just... week. The week after, I might be able to pull something off while I'm at home. I might uh, be able to do something maybe the Sunday after the New Year's. We'll see. Have to see. I'm gonna have to to talk to the staffs and see what they like to do. Either that, or someone will put together a substitute RPG cast. People do that sometimes. Ooh, we can do an RPG cast track track. There you go. RPG track cast. Well, they wanted to... They, some, we were talking today in the chat channel about doing an extra uh, backtrack uh, this month, uh, focusing on the import uh, Super Robot Tyson War games. Oh, nice. So, there would yeah, guess, be guess who, guess who's like guess whose idea that was. Yours? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> what we should yeah. do, what we need is like a whole podcast just arguing about game of the year. Oh, that'd that be time. cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. So I don't know. That that'd be about the right time to do it, but it means we'll have to think about totally what we wanna this. what we wanna say is our uh, is our game of the year. So I don't know. Really hot I know. And then uh and then sometime in the next three months RP Gamer will do its official game of the year voting, which it takes forever. Yeah, it's a process. If you if see the only reason everyone else does it faster on the internet or on the uh, the mainstream sites is because they can all lock themselves in a room and say we aren't leaving until we have a choice, <laughs> and we don't have the luxury of being able to do that. <laughs> yes, yeah, seeing as how our um, central office, if you want to call it, that's located somewhere in cyberspace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is not Cyberpunk twenty twenty. Yes. All right, so that's our feedback section for this week. I'd like to encourage you to send us feedback by emailing us at podcast.rpgamer.com. Send us an MP3 attachment. We'll play it right here on the show. Call us uh, at 608-729-4098. Leave a voicemail, 608-729-4098. Leave us your Christmas stories. What sort of cool things happen over the holidays? What do you see going on uh, while retail shopping for that last-minute Christmas present? Or what sort of awesome gameplay and experience are you having with a Christmas present you got? We'd like to play a bunch of those on our on our show in the new year. And... Uh, Let's see. Uh, what else do we got for feedback? Oh, message boards. Board.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest update section. Leave a message. We love that. Oh, but then we've got news. So much news. Starting with you, Rosestorm. You put up a nice little segment. Do you want to tell us about it? Oh, the Dragon Age mod segment. That's right. Uh, I finally got around to writing uh, just for you, Chris. Just uh, for me, all right. <laughs> I, I, I got around to doing the second part because you were complaining that I hadn't got to it yet. I did, was not trying to rush you. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I went ahead and worked on it later that night, actually. <laughs> wow. Well, as I said in the article in the top paragraph, I I didn't I skipped a week for it because I was totally watching back episodes of Bleach all week. <laughs> But, um, moving on from that, I listed, um, you, you got a bunch of mods here. Yeah. Um, six different uh, quest and adventure mods for Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. The top ones that I could find, um, 
Probably my favorite on the list is one known as Castle Coosland. It's the first one I list. It is a mod primarily for um, if any of you ever played as the human noble origin in Dragon Age, which I assume most people did. It allows you to re-go back to your castle and recapture it back. That is fantastic. And you even get to kill one of the children of the noble lord that took it over that wasn't mentioned in the main story. (laughs) And the next... Probably the most promising one on there is relatively new. It just came out a few weeks ago. um, Called uh, Dragon Age Dark Times. It... Is a um, it, it's actually fully voiced. There's a trailer put up for it on the on the article. Yeah. It is. I haven't actually got around to playing it yet, but um, just from everything I've read and heard, it it's become quite popular. It's activated sometime after you complete the Circle Quest, the the Mage's Tower in Dragon Age, one of the three central quests of the game. It actually it it takes you to um, a few new areas. It's completely fully voiced by the team yep. that is creating it, and based on everything that I understand for it, it's actually got quite a large team of monitors that are making it. That's pretty sweet. Be- How many acts are they going to do? I, do I am honestly no idea. Okay. <laughs> I know they've released the first one, and I believe they just released the second one a little while ago that you can you can download from BioWare's social site. That's pretty sweet. So, uh, yeah, we've got the article. Um, looks like we don't have links here. Oh, okay, so you say just go to the Nexus, which is uh, DragonAgeNexus.com. They have it all there, huh? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so go search for those titles, and uh, you can uh, you can check that out. Only, only reason we don't have links is I was too lazy to put them in. <laughs> Good job. Good job pointing it out, by the way. You're nice, not supposed nice to point to it know, out. Nice to know the, we employ these people. Yeah, I know. What the heck are we thinking? You're fired. You're fired. Apparently, you also sound, sound like you're sniffing coke, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's to say I'm not? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> someone we know who would never sniff coke, uh, assuming well, you played Paragon Path. Here. <laughs> assuming you played the Paragon Path would be Commander Shepard from Mass Effect, whose third adventure has been officially announced. We all knew it was coming, but uh, they've uh, at the Spike VGAs they showed a big video of the Reapers attacking Earth and people needing a Shepard to show up and save the world. So totally called it. Yeah. Well, everybody knew it was coming, but, uh, what? No, I mean, I've been calling the Earth thing for ages. Oh, yeah, that they go to Earth, because Halo yeah. 2 did it, and that, so, of course, Mass Effect 3, I need to do it, right? Yeah. I don't know, I don't, I don't think Earth was necessary, but fine. It seems, I, I agree with what they said in the GameSpot, uh, GameSpot, uh, man, what the heck am I thinking? The hotspot. No, it's not the hotspot anymore. Now it's Giant Bomb. Well, on the Giant Bomb podcast, they were mentioning that they seemed a bit disappointed that the humans were taking such a big focus in this game considering the while they, they they're not like the only you know the mass effect universe isn't really all about humanity but uh no so I, i'm i'm a little like why are we focused so much on humanity but whatever so mass effect 3 looks pretty yay 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 right something like that excited it's coming out holiday season 2011 
Yay. I, I'm excited. I can't wait to play it. Um, and the PS3 people are going to get a nice little preview. So this is interesting. Mass Effect 2 and the PS3 is going to be using the engine they made for Mass Effect 3. So it's going to have... Uh, they created the engine for Mass Effect 3 and used that to make Mass Effect 2 PS3. Then we took the content, the story, and all the other assets that made up Mass Effect 2 and put it into the Mass Effect 3 game, or Mass Effect 3 engine. So let's see. It's uh, controls geared towards the PS3 controller, improved planet scanning, inclusion of all the patches and bug fixes from the other game, and blah, 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 blah. So that's an interesting thing. Anybody want to go play through Mass Effect 2 on PS3 now to see what the new game is going to be like? Maybe, but only if I could afford it. Ah. And I, how much of an impact does it have when you can't you import your Mass Effect One character over to well, two? Yeah, not in the PS3. You're, they're going to they're going to the do some stuff to help you kind of fill in the history. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. Cause you're not going to have that at all. Not going to have that really. <laughs> yeah, they, you know what they should do? They should do like a God of War deal: Mass Effect One and Two on one disc in high, super you high know, definition. No, they designed Mass Effect Two with this in mind. They made it totally playable if you had no prior history to the series you- but also there's a it, exclusive there's some kind of exclusive distribution thing with microsoft that prevents mass effect one from being released yeah, because they published the it. ps3 so i mean but two's, two's been out i mean two's been out for a little while one of course has been out for a long time i mean unless you just only i mean you could have even if you had a decent pc i mean i got mass effect two uh, i haven't played it yet but i got it for like 20 bucks mm-hmm. i mean the only reason i would even think of about shelling out i mean it's probably gonna come out full price for this thing is is if i only had a playstation 3 it'd be yeah. a much more exciting offer to me if it was mass effect one and two together and like one compilation especially if it had the but, uh but mass, the mass effect, effect, effect three, three engine oh. that's got to be enough for you right phil no. it would, if you did it with one and two well but that's, that's what you awesome. wanted anyway so you just want one and two <laughs> i don't know well, the best part about playing Mass Effect 2 on and Mass Effect 1 on the PC, like I do, yeah. is if you use the console cheats on it, you can totally max up your character, best weapons, and armor right at the start of the game. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm starting to chat with certain people on the podcast today about cheating stuff. <laughs> yeah, stop cheating, damn it. Uh, G-Lancer only has a PS3, so he's going to be really happy with this. So, good for him. <laughs> lame. Why is that Lame. No, no, I'm talking about the cheats. Oh, thing. the cheats. Yeah, the cheats are lame. Yeah. Lame. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Oh, something that is defi- definitely not lame. Uh, the Elder Scrolls series. Officially announced no, the fifth game. It's, just, it's full of bugs. Well, it's full, yeah, yeah, it's not lame. It's full of bugs. Skyrim. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Going to be coming out on 360, PS3, and PC on November 11th, 2011. So it will basically be competing with Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Except uh, Mass Effect 3 you can finish in probably a week, and then you can play this for, like, the rest of your life. Oh, and I, was actually, tr- yeah. I was actually just going to make another dig about the bugs, actually. but It looks uh, like I, there's dragons in this one. This looks cool. Dragons in a fantasy setting? I know. Surely you must be kidding. Are there dragons in Oblivion? I don't know. I don't. I didn't know that there were. I never saw one. I don't one. think that was. Yeah. Too busy fighting the demons to notice. Yeah, I know. They got demons. Plenty of other stuff to do. So Skyrim, they didn't really show any gameplay or like the game engine, just a nice CG teaser. Uh, so we'll have to wait. I'm sure there'll be tons of it at E3. 
and I'll be excited because Bethesda usually does really nice demos of uh, Skyrim, so I'm sure, or of, of their games, their big games. So I'm sure we'll see plenty of cool stuff when that comes around. Uh, and that's that's exciting that it, it is Elder Scrolls Five. It's not Fallout the milking or um, Fallout <laughs> the uh, the cashin, whatever expansion it would be now. Someone sounds cynical. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, and the Elder Scrolls Five, by the way, completely new engine. This is very important. Um, it's a new graphics gameplay engine built internally, and. Okay, just uh, just insert another snark uh, thing about uh, snarky comment about bugs. Then, in that case, uh, yeah. The thing is that Todd Howard earlier has said that uh, Fallout Three technically does a lot more than Oblivion. The new stuff is an even bigger jump from that. I can say it is on the existing platforms. So Todd Howard in August said that it's on the current engine, and then earlier, and then they they tweeted that they're using a new engine for Skyrim. So they contradict themselves. Nick Brecken is the guy who says it's a new engine. Todd Howard is the guy who says it's an old engine. And people don't know if they're just taking that old engine that kind of a lot of people in the press, and me included, I'm ready for a new engine just because Fallout 3 has shown me that that engine is, is kind of done. It's gone as far as we can go with it. <laughs> and same with New Vegas. It's, it, it, it's done. Let's get something new because this thing looks ugly. But uh, hopefully, even if it's not an all-new engine, they'll improve the graphics part of it uh, significantly. But uh, I don't know. What about you guys? Do you guys want a new engine? Because those games look... This, the people... The world look great. looks great, but the people look so ugly in it. Have you played Oblivion? Oh, yes. The, uh, the, the faces especially. Oh, oh, my gosh. It's so bad. No? Okay. No, I'm not getting, no one's agreeing with me here, so I'm sorry. I'll move right on. No, no. I say the, face, the faces were definitely an issue. Like, Sorry, I was just trying to not die. No, Jeez. What's wrong? I'm playing World of Warcraft. So Why are you playing it. World of Warcraft during the podcast? <laughs> hey, Anna is as well. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm not. I'm logged in because I'm putting friggin' bags in the bank, and then I'm logging out. She's not playing. Not She's playing. just logged in managing her guild. What the hell? <laughs> That's not playing, apparently. No, forget for those. It's like what she told me. I'm not a hardcore raider. I only raid three nights a week. I'm not hardcore. <laughs> that That's what she told me. Raiding six nights a week. That was hardcore. I'm not hardcore. I only do it three nights a week. How long per night? Oh, about four hours. <laughs> but I'm not hardcore. Have we got anything about uh, Blizzard? Because that would have been a good segue. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people yes, were obviously we happy plan. to do that. No, we got plenty. A we lot of people were very forward. happy to go and do their hardcore rating three nights a week at four hours because it set a day one PC sales record when Cataclysm came out. Uh, 3.3 million copies. But Wait, uh, What? Yeah. Did you repeat that number? 3.3 million in the first 24 Does hours. Does that include digital downloads or no? That includes digital downloads. So yes, it includes it. Uh, but uh, yeah, and the the previous record was set by Wrath of the Lich King. <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Which sold two point eight million copies. Uh, so, the, uh, what? The, it'd be nice if they would have broke out how what percent to, chose to go digital this time. I would have liked to see that. I, I chose to go the collector's edition myself because I like the goodies. 
but uh, you know what pisses me off is yeah. I got the digital download and I went into EB today and there's a freaking collector's edition. There always is. There always is. No, Every WoW expansion, they always have just, if you go into the store, within, it, it, the thing is, if you want it the first day, you're not going to find it. But you come yeah, in when that second shipment comes in, and you're going to see it, and you're going to see it for the next month or two. And you'll be like, why didn't I just wait? <laughs> I'll tell you no, my little no, no, secret. No, no, no. That, that's, the, that's never the way it's worked here. Like, okay. always, always, it's, people have pre-ordered like 30 copies of the collector's edition, and 24 come in. Okay. That's always, uh, I don't I yeah, I know, but then uh, no, no, yeah, at EB. Yeah, I, yeah I'm I'll surprised tell you, you found I'll one tell at EB. You my day but... one secret. Um, what I do is I, I don't believe in reserving and standing out in line at you know 10 p.m. to pick up a copy until midnight. No, well, what you I reserve do, it so you don't have to into, stick in line. I walk into Best Buy at 9 a.m. It's yeah. almost always there. They got this big table out. Yeah. They did it for StarCraft. Big, huge table. I just waltz in casually. It's, so it's funny. 9 o'clock. I slept in. One of the hosts Going. of the instance said the exact same thing you just said. They just wait. Just, they go first thing on, on, on Best Buy at 9 a.m. in the morning. There's a big table, and it's always sitting on the that's table. How I got StarCraft. <laughs> that's how I got StarCraft Collector's Edition. <laughs> I, awesome. I just walked in. I walked into Best Buy. I said, do you have StarCraft Collector's Edition? I just decided at the last moment that I'd go ahead and get the, the Collector's Edition after you know seeing somebody do a review on it so I, I walked right into the store i didn't go to eb i knew they'd be out i walked right into best buy and said hey do you got it oh yeah it's right there there's a whole table yeah, full of the we don't nice. have best buy we have future shop shop of the future oh. and it's the same thing but it's different here and they don't they don't get a lot of stock of the collectors there yeah because i mean Clearly it's too not. bad because i was i would see them in circuit city i would see them everywhere competent. yeah okay Oh, oh, yeah, these guys aren't very smart, but they had the table out, and, and you know, all I had to do was grab a box, walked right up to the register. It was the easiest thing in the world I ever did. I didn't have to wait in a line. <laughs> Amazon, surpri- yeah. um, and this didn't happen oh, yeah. with Wrath. Yeah. Amazon got the collector's edition back in stock like the day of. Like they, they got all their pre-orders sent out, and they're like, oh, Blizzard sent us a lot of these. So, yeah, collector's edition... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Phil, I'm I'm even lazier no than you more. are when it comes to getting the StarCraft II Collector's Edition. I just ordered it on Amazon, and they bring it to me. <laughs> they bring it, and that's Woo! how I, yeah, that's how I usually order my games is on if I have to have a hard copy something you know Wii game or something. I'm very lazy too. I got the I got the Amazon Prime <laughs> you know account set up, yeah. two day delivery. Don't get out of my chair. It's yeah, awesome. If you want it with Prime on Amazon right now, it's 105. dollars If you don't get Prime. You can get it for $80 and then pay $30 shipping. Or you can get it for $90. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't buy it online right now. Look look at physical stores if you care about that. But that, but that's besides the point. The point is a bunch of people bought the game. It sold well. Big shock. You know, Big shock. Water is wet, right? That's the <laughs> n- nature of the story. Um, There's what, crap in the woods. Pope wears pointy hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a miter. Got it. So the uh, the other cool thing is that we've got a confirmation of the, the code name being called... Uh, this is so interesting. Uh, the, the, the next uh, MMO. Let's see. Speaking with Destructoid before... Oh, I'm going to go to their story because this person's putting quotes in here that I can't... Oh, I'm sorry. Give me a second, guys. I want to do this right. I don't want to get this one wrong. Okay. So there's a video. Why is it a video? Why can't they just transcribe it? (laughs) 
so I shouldn't okay, say so, that. Okay, so this is interesting. So I'm sorry for that silence there. The, uh, the, the guy from Destructoids interviews Frank Pierce from, Pierce from Blizzard and says, hey, so what is Titan? What are we supposed to know about that? And uh, Frank Pierce is like, Titan is, uh, well, the media isn't supposed to know anything about that, blah, 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 blah. But uh, he also says it's, uh, it's our next-gen MMO, and we've only started talking about it in a limited fashion because we wanted to leverage the fact that we're working on something like that for the purposes of recruiting, getting some of the best talent in the industry of the project. So blah, 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 they're working on a new MMO, and they're hiring people to work on it. Big deal. We already knew that. They've been working on it for how long, Anna? A year, two years? Quite a while. Um, Don interviewed for it in 2007? 2007. 2007. So three years. 2008. Oh, right. Two years. Two and a half years, probably. They've been yeah. working on this thing. Um, what's interesting is he used the word Titan after asked about Titan, and he used it in a very natural way, which makes it sound like Titan really is the internal code name for the project. Now, why does that matter? Because that is the same code lane name used on the big leaked schedule for stuff coming out from Blizzard. And it gives a lot more credibility to that schedule being true, which means cool things like the idea that StarCraft Phoenix, whatever the hell that is, is real. Cool things like uh, when the movie is coming out for World of Warcraft, which would be um, sometime in 2012, by the way, late 2012. And uh, WoW Expansion 5 coming out end of 2013. WoW Expansion 4 coming out mid-2012. Um, all, all sorts of interesting wait, stuff wait, like wait, that. Wait, what? <laughs> WoW Expansion 4 would be out in quarter 2, 2012, according to the schedule. Oh, okay. Which gives them time for it to slip and fall into November, like always. But, you know. <laughs> they, they, they don't plan the, the, the fifth one comes out is planned to be a lot sooner, so I don't know what's up with that. But that's so far out that it's, yeah, who knows. It's, it's This schedule also says Diablo um, 3, end of 2011. That's probably what their original expansion schedule looked like, because when Vivendi bought Blizzard, one of the things that Vivendi said in like their acquisition was that they wanted to start putting out an expansion every 18 months oh okay they they haven't even gotten anywhere close to that no. yet so apparently they're going to keep trying to do that uh well except oh yeah cataclysm and then about a year that's a little more than 18 months but it gives them some time yeah interesting well the the big thing is diablo 3 end of 2011 possibly confirmed if this if this is an acknowledgement of the schedule diablo 3 expansion 1 mid 2013 so over a year to wait, and then an expansion. And then Diablo 3 Expansion 2, end of 2014. That gives us lots of Diablo. And, this would uh, have to be some pretty big expansions to have that much time in between them. Yeah, and another cool thing, Battle.net 2 third parties, early 2012. So that means uh, Battle.net opened up to other games being hosted on it, I guess. Oh, boy. That'd be interesting. I don't know what it means, but interesting. <laughs> so when when is the mystery StarCraft Phoenix supposed to come out? That is supposed to be end of 2011. So at the same time as the first expansion. But uh, I'm actually oh, uh, What about Heart of the Swarm? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Hold on, let me read this again. Yeah, Heart of the Swarm, which is the is the first expansion, right? That's end of 2011 as well. And then uh the Protoss one's early 2013. So there's a spaced out a lot more than I thought they would be. Like a lot more than I thought they would be. I thought I thought we'd be getting all of StarCraft within a period of 18 months, but that's not the case according to this. It's Blizzard. Not yeah, but happen. it's a bl- expansions, uh, and they're owned by Activision. I figured they would have pushed these pretty fast because of how long they took. They were ready to just crank them out. Well, if you really Apparently think not. about it, 
you really think about it, it's Blizzard. The only people that take more time to release their games are Valve. This really shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone by now. No, it, it doesn't come as a surprise. That's why I just said, you know, it's Blizzard. <coughs> Sorry. It's Blizzard. I'm not expecting them to release anything to schedule. It's an expansion. It's not like a whole new game. I mean, well, it's not no, like they're going to completely no, rechange the multiplayer. Well, no, that is no, no, that, that is true. But they still got to because um, they say they wanted to mix up the um, like, for example, they wanted to do it. Uh, you know, they still got to do a complete um, new new scenario, and they said that they wanted to do something new for it. So they still got to spend quite a long time putting that together, and then make sure it actually works. Well, except that we didn't know how much time they had already put into that. There was a chance sure. that they had been working on the second and third one concurrently and that they would have been ready to go a lot sooner. Apparently not, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but then again, the production values for StarCraft Two are actually quite high. They're pretty decent. Well, they're not as high as they could be if, say, like every cutscene was done with their awesome cinematics team. But uh... Uh, Yeah, but I've got such a powerful PC now, I don't actually mind that. Mm, okay. The cutscenes look pretty damn good anyway. <laughs> now, I like Blizzard's CG so much, I wish they did more of it. So, well, for the for the for the few times in which it does crop up in StarCraft 2, it is used in the right places. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, has there been any announcement with the WoW movie as to whether or not that's supposed to be in CG or is it a real life movie? Live action, I believe. Starring uh, Chuck Norris as Hogger. I don't think so. That'd be awesome, but I don't think so. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> oh, so uh, coming down a bit from the the uh, illustriousness of a Blizzard release, we've got something that th- there's such an equally f- ravenous fan base, although they are smaller in size, and that, of course, is for the Tales series. They've got their new game just announced, Tales of Zillia. And uh, as usual, it's a Tales game, so I don't know much about it other than it's coming out in Japan and hasn't been announced to come out here. It'll be for the PS3. The trailer looks very beautiful. It looks like a very nice game, playing like very. Yeah, the, uh, the first, the first proper, the first proper Tales of PS3 game because the previous two have both been ports. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, because uh, Tales of Vesperia was originally on the uh, 360. Yes. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was originally on the 360. And Tales of Graces and... was on the Wii. Yeah. So this will be its own thing, and it's got a website up, so you can go fawn over the images there. We've got a story up that's got pictures and uh, the trailer. This one actually does look pretty good, though. One does have to say that the Zillia thing does look sound like a some type of male enhancement drug. I, I, I don't or sexually transmitted disease. It's like a cilia, which is the name for little uh, waggly appendages on bacteria to, or protozoa to make them move around or something right so. i just i think it's a result of one of those Little bad bears. um japanese you know like katakana to english translations oh, okay. shilia i don't know what's it supposed ex- to be I it's like exilia exilia okay ex-shilia. <laughs> whatever <laughs> and oh. it, that means that if for some reason we just get a name with a bunch of x's in because you know x is cool and all that well, i got a name that doesn't have any x's <laughs> at all and that's final fantasy 4 complete collection and uh, so you're wondering, what is this? Well, this is a PSP version of Final Fantasy IV. Because Final Fantasy IV has been on, let's see now, um, we've got the Super Nintendo, the PlayStation. Um, it was released onto the DS. And then the sequel was put out on the Wii. And it was also uh, on, oh, the on the Game Boy Advance. Thank you. And, and Wonder Swan. All right. Uh huh. 
What yeah. I, uh, well, I think what I find interesting about Final Fantasy IV is um, it didn't actually get released in Europe until 2002. Oh, for wow. A game that was origi- for a game that was originally released in 1991. That was the uh, PlayStation releases then? I think so, yeah. yeah Could, it might be one of the other ones, but yeah, I think it was the PlayStation, PlayStation. ones. Interesting. The That's, uh, by the way, the... say what? Is it PlayStation or GTA? Yeah. For 2002? 2001? 2002. No, no, no. 2001, you said it was the first time it was in Europe. That would have been the PlayStation version because I had to write the story for the site because no one was available. And I was like living with someone's parents in Charlottetown. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Did they like Final Fantasy 4? No, it just sucked (laughs) getting computer time. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, well, he said it came out in 2002. But uh, so that's around the right time frame. The uh, interesting part is that well, I don't know. Oh yeah, the Final Fantasy IV on P- PlayStation was the only good Final Fantasy port. It was the only one that ran well. The others all had a lot of lag, especially five and six. And it was maybe hey, it could sad. be worse. Could be the uh, I think it was the Chrono Trigger PlayStation port. Yep, also that bad. was pretty bad. <laughs> that one. Uh, what was it? Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy five. S- were together, yeah, and then four no, and six were together. Six. I can't oh, remember. This Chrono Trigger and four, and with in order. Chrono Trigger and four were together, and, and then, then five, five and six. six. Okay, so the, yeah, out of all four of those, Final Fantasy four was the only good, good technical port. Um, Chrono Trigger added some movies though, so that was kind of cool. But they're not; they're very sparse. So play the DS version; they're in there. Uh, and back to this. Final Fantasy IV Complete Collection, so why do you care? So this is, uh, it's not a port of the Final Fantasy IV DS, which is great because I don't like the graphics in that one. Um, it's an updated version of the original game with new graphics. Again, I don't know if they're 3D or not. Um, might be 2D. I don't know. They didn't say. And it will have the episodic sequel, Final Fantasy IV, the After Years as well. Yeah, which, I'm sure that... The well, I'm almost confident now that it'll be 2D then. 2D, yeah, as I was about to say. Because After Years is all 2D. Mm-hmm. All right. So cool. Yeah, and, this is great. Yeah, and 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 having played some of the After Years, um, and having played the DS Enhanced Final Fantasy IV version or whatnot, yeah, I, I'll tell you, I'd much rather spend my time playing the After Years. Ah, okay. <laughs> playing the DS, even though it's 3D, it just didn't. It, yeah stick with the after years this looks like if you have it if you haven't got the if you didn't get the uh, dlc on the wii or whatever have you this looks like it might be worth picking up because the yeah. after years is very substantial you know it's such a great game just keep playing all the versions <laughs> it's one of those good ones it's just classic it is classic oh unlike uh Dissidia, which i got tired of um anna will disagree on that because she's still playing the heck out of Dissidia, right i still play it myself actually oh really Oh, interesting. Uh, Well, you guys will be excited to hear about Dissidia Dual Desham. uh, You love that name, don't you? Dual (laughs) Desham. That's how he says it. Um, Dissidia 012012 Dual Desham has a a nice (laughs) RPG mode. And uh, unlike how I said Dissidia kind of wasn't really an RPG, in my opinion. I know people disagree with me on that. Dissidia Dual Desham very much will be. It has... uh, 
It has an RPG mode where you can enter menu-based commands in battle if you like, which you could already do in the first one, right? Um, yeah, that was an option for it. Right. Um, and the story mode sounds like it'll be more full-featured, says the one-up guy. Says, uh, Tissidia, Dual Deshams RPG section will have a full-on story with its own events, cutscenes, and its own game world for you to travel around. Nice. You fa- you'll form a party consisting of several characters, either defined by the computer or, or of your own choice, depending on where you are in the story. Uh, there aren't explorable towns, but there are shops to purchase character upgrades in. So it's more of a step in the R- full R- full-on RPG direction. You guys like this well, direction? For, 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 a glorified, for effectively a glorified fighting game, I, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, this sounds like... A, I'm liking these uh, in-depth story things. I kind of liked it in Smash Brothers Brawl, but um, it was kind of repetitive at, at the end of it. But uh, to have a oh take, God, keep taking it on, made. yeah, jeez, it reminds me. Yeah, I know. Uh, but to, to to keep taking it and then kind of have these fighting games with these cool story modes, I like cool story modes. It makes the fighting game actually playable by me. Unlike when I get something like Super Street Fighter Four, and the only time I take it online, I just get my butt handed to me again and again and again in a way that I don't even think I could ever learn and get better at it. Not that I'm bitter. Noticing a little bitterness there. I was about to say. I want to play it more. I want to get better at it. It's a fun game to play with friends, but nobody ever wants to get on and play it. But I hope this one has like online. That's probably too much to hope for, isn't it? It's a PSP game made by Square. Why would they do online? Do they know how to do online? If Final Fantasy XIV is anything to go by? Apparently not. No, apparently not. All right. (laughs) They know how to delay stuff, though. And uh, that includes the uh, the Fabula Nova Crystallis conference, which is now going to be called the Square Enix First Production Department Premiere. What the heck does that mean? It's been pushed back from January 11th to the 18th, and it's aimed at Square Enix members in Japan. It'll be taking place in Roppongi in, uh, in Tokyo. And, uh, All right, keeping it classy, Square. There'll be a drawing that to be held who t- to tell who can attend. And um, so we know it'll probably be stuff like Final Fantasy oh, Versus 13 we and we didn't, on, the, and stuff. on the Dissidia story, we didn't uh, love Laguna enough. We didn't love Laguna. Oh, is he in he's it? Been announced, yeah, he's, announced, he's been announced as one of the playable characters. Ah, cool. Laguna from Final Fantasy VIII. Excellent. In he fact, has there's good actually fighting a, music. Yeah, there's actually a couple of, um, there's a couple of trailers up which shows uh, Van, Tief, Van and Tifa fighting and lightning against Laguna. Does Tifa beat Van in the face a lot? No. That's the too other bad. Around, actually. No! Don't hit a woman. Remind, re- remind me, uh, Laguna is Squall's dad? Yeah. yeah only the bumbling idiot. The, only they oh, don't, yeah! the two of them don't realize it in yeah. the game. I don't know, I actually quite like Laguna as a character. <laughs> I don't know and how they could be so Irvine. stupid. Yeah, I just like the bumbling tools, apparently, because they're definitely my two favorite characters. Yeah, he, he's joining the Duo Destin cast. Yeah, whatever. Square Enix, uh, so... All right. So the the conference is not the only thing Square Enix delayed. They also delayed Deus Ex Human and Revolution. Human Evolution? Revolution? I don't even know. Uh, so the, it's being delayed uh, till next their next fiscal year, which begins in April. So that's great, right? Uh, that's uh, that means, of course, that they have uh, no chance at uh, releasing it in early 2011. Which means that in addition to their Final Fantasy 14 debacle, which we mentioned earlier, they're going to have to cut back on their earnings predictions. So they have decided to cut their earnings forecast by 91%. 
Well, considering they, they said that they're making Final Fantasy XI f- like free 14. until next March. For, sorry, fourteen. Free until next no, March. That no, it's not really free until next March. It's free until further notice. Yeah, until further yeah. notice. <laughs> and next March is no longer the the PS3 release date. So it, ah, yes, we don't I know when. They, yeah, yeah. Said that back. I, I, I was under the impression that they were planning to switch it over when the PS3 version came out, and I'd forgotten they delayed the PS3 version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is okay. So this isn't for their entire fiscal year. This is just for, I guess, the next quarter through April. So they cut the, from twelve billion yen to one billion yen because they have no releases. It looks like no big releases until April, and uh, the big one that should carry them through their MMO. They're not collecting money on. <laughs> although, so sucks uh, for them. Could, although it could be argued that they were that they making at least the right decision by not charging people while they fix it. Um, unless it leads to the company getting into a really bad financial situation and they can't make good eh. games anymore. Well, well, Final Fantasy fourteen apparently still sold. I mean, as shocking as that might, well, I, I understand. But the, this is huge to their bottom line going forward because they they made plans about having that revenue in here. And mm. if you've played Game Dev Story at all, you know that if you bought them out, then you could that, that could be it for you. You're just done. You don't want to do that. I, 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 uh, well, Game Dev Story is an awesome, awesome game. <laughs> I don't think it kind of accurately reflects the realities of the gaming industry. Yeah. As my, as my it, it, um, it is still good yes, to lose uh, almost 100% of your profits for a quarter. That is bad. I'm pretty sure whether it's in Game Dev Story or elsewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, no one knows the the true numbers, but they had to invest X amount of capital just to bring, you know, make the game up to the point it was made. And those initial sales offset that initial investment to a point. Maybe it offsets them completely. Maybe it doesn't. But the fact that they're running it now month to month for free, but they're still having to pay all these programmers to do all this work certainly doesn't make it look any better in the long run. (laughs) The good thing is squareness is big enough for... You're an accountant, right? You see this. This oh, is yeah. bad, right? This is this really is bad. bad. <laughs> cash, cash flow, cash flow is the blood of a company. It, yeah. it, it, there are lots of it, it, there are lots of companies that go under just because they run out of cash. It's not that they don't have value. It's just they didn't have cash for that month to pay their bills. Yeah. Very much like you may have a house that's worth, uh, you know, that you have a lot of equity in it, but if you don't actually have the cash to pay that mortgage, you'll foreclose and lose all that value so, that you have paid into it. So. Yeah. I mean, thankfully for them, Square Enix is a really big box, and they've got other IPs that they can make, you know, money off of, and other projects, hopefully, to bring in that money. But well, they, yeah, this is going to hurt them, hard. People will give accept, them loans if they need them, I would think. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think we can accept that if this was a, a smaller company, um, then it would have outright killed them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at uh, Real Time Worlds and uh, APB, which crashed and burned earlier this year, mm. in quite a quick period of time, actually. They, you know, yeah. they blow a 100 million pound budget and they get an MMO that stays up for 11 weeks. Well, That's someone it. bought it and is keeping someone it going, right? it. Someone did indeed K2, buy it. K2, I think. Or Gamers First? Yeah, one of the uh, free. Yeah, they did. And I'm Stalwart Defender of the Gamer. So good, we won't let you buy products on our store even though we want you to buy them. <laughs> Again, not that I'm bitter. Um. <laughs> bitter. Bitter party of one. <laughs> Oh, speaking of crashing and burning, Fable 3's got a new DLC pack. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the the DLC pack where you get to choose the different dogs. Yes! You get a dog breed pack. Three new breeds for your dog. It can be a poodle, a German Shepherd, or a Doberman. Okay, I don't know what what worries me more. Okay, Mark, what the f*** 
Seriously, a poodle? <laughs> yeah, if you go in and look at the image, it literally is combed like an exactly like a French poodle. Yeah. Now let me let With me ask you. Tail and all. Let me ask you a question. I don't have an Xbox. I don't have Fable Three or whatever you. But is it normally one of the big points of DLC? It's usually additional content that makes you want to go back and play the game some more. How does how does having <laughs> a different type of dog really make you want to go back and play the game again? Because they're giving you a Santa hat for free. I, I, say, oh, I don't know what I don't know what confuses me before the fact that they actually spent development and programming time on it, or the fact that I know people will buy it. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think they spent that much time on this. <laughs> it's just a skin for the model. Ah, <laughs> uh, my brain hurts. <laughs> well, let me make it feel better by telling you about a new indie RPG that's coming to Xbox Live Indie Games on January 11, twenty eleven. That'll be one eleven, twenty eleven. Um, so we're going to see a lot of games coming out on days that just have ones and zeros in them, aren't we? This year. 1-11-11, 11 all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'll be too busy playing Radiant Silvergun. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that uh, in January? <laughs> uh, I, I was under the impression that, yes. Oh, was. that's awesome. I can't wait. Um Red Crest Studios is going to be putting out its indie RPG called Bonded Realities, which is, it's got uh, turn-based combat, hand-drawn sprite, so it definitely looks indie. This is not like a, this is not a high-end 2D production, <laughs> but it's an indie game, and it's like, no, they don't say how much it is. Okay. Uh, it's going to have a variety of areas, a memorable soundtrack, supposedly, several unique enemies, including smug farm animals. I like smug farm animals, especially smug leaf, mathematicians, psychic octopi, teapots, and many more. And there's a trailer. You can see it on our site. And uh, I'm sure Sam will review it and let us know if it's as good as uh, West. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I really shouldn't laugh. It's just cruel. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a picture of a battle screen where you're attacking a tree. So I like that. Looks like it could be quirky and fun. And there's a party with a dinosaur, um, a cat with wings, and you in, in the party. I don't know what's up with that. Interesting. I don't know, it looks fun. Look a good sense of humor. I'm sure it'll be inexpensive. So go check that out if you're into the independent games and trying out to see if you can get a cool find for very little money. Xbox Indie Games seems to be the place to be for that. That Winter Uprising is still going on. Keep checking that uh, Xbox uh, Live Winter Uprising, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Robert Boyd, Z Boyd Games, just posted a, a sort of progress report on Call of Cthulhu on his website today. So if you're not following his Twitter or what, or his site, they are both in his signature on the RP Gamer forums. So actually, I think uh, the Winter Uprising only had eight of... It's a 10-day pr- promotion, which is over. Um, no, 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 no. It was originally going to be the first week of December, and yeah. all 12, 14 games were going to be yeah, out. Yeah, and only eight of them came time. out during the time. So, no, they realized very quickly that not all the games are going to be out. So well, I think I'm reading four a story came out on... the first oh, okay. week, and then the, they've decided to just extend the event to, like, all of right, December. Right, but the, the, the coverage that they allocated for it, like, I'm not seeing the ads and stuff or anything for it, or not ads, but the stories and stuff anymore, because that's all expired, essentially. Because, like, they, they, you know, they talked to outlets and put out releases and all that stuff. And yeah, it's, the, the initial story that I wrote for for the side uh, stated that it was for the first week. So now what does it say? It takes that out. So Indie Games Dash Uprising. I mean, Cthulhu Saves the World is kind of what was headlining this thing, and it's not even out yet. So he couldn't make his 
his deadline. So, But a lot of the games are out, so go check them out, including Epic Dungeon. A lot of people like that one. I want to check all these out. My plan was over winter break, or not break, because I, I have a job. I don't get a break. But I'm taking a vacation, was to go and like bring my Xbox home and like try out all these, because they're all cheap. I think it'd be fun to just get a lot of different things. I could let you know if any of them are good. <laughs> Oh, and wondering another one. We're wondering if it's going to be good. Two worlds, two. Which does that make it four worlds? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So check out what is going on. Um, the PR rep did some sent out. You got to see this release. The PR rep is like, as a mage, you can literally create a huge effing army of gigantic spiders to fight tank cock block for you. Putting points in the summoning mage skill lets you summon up to 10 creatures for your swarming horde. WTF. Also, when you change out the elemental modifier card in the spell amulet, it changes the summit to different creatures. So far, I've summoned werewolves, demonic warriors, spiders, and even bees. Bees, people. OMG! Slash dies. So, I don't know what's going on there, but read the story for more of the quotes from this person. Uh... Wow, sounds like that over-enthusiastic PA person that I met that, who was uh, doing the, um, the Sims for EA has kind of transferred jobs. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> she's quite possibly one of the most over-excitable people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I wonder if she did. Uh, this is, uh, so they've got box art out, out now, and they wanted to let you know that the game comes out January 25th, and if you pre-order it, you'll get 10 bucks off and a, sh- a T-shirt, which says, this- sort of hand, yeah, I live to kill. I don't know what that's it, a reference to. Is this game already out somewhere? No. Cause yes, it, it, it's already out in Europe. Oh, I was about to say, there's already, there's already 30 reviews, user reviews on GameSpot, and they're uh, giving it a 8.1. Overall, most of them seem pretty favorable. And granted, wow. that's exactly that's, a, a that's, solid source. But that's <laughs> huge for two worlds. For two worlds, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I, is, I, I felt- that is a gigantic turnaround. <laughs> Yeah, considering that the first game was kind of a steaming pile of turrets. And I mean, yeah. that's actually the thing that concerns me is it's a lot of player reviews that I see really good. Like the 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 press reviews seem to be kind of cautious. I only saw one and it I, it's I, not even from a source I would trust. So I don't know. I, I have to wonder. Right. That's my other problem. I just have to. I feel a little concerned like people may be scoring it a little higher because comparatively it is so much better. But at the same time, when you are like scraping the bottom of the barrel, you have nowhere to go. I don't know. Up. This this magic system is probably taking it a long way. There's so much fun stuff you can do with it. It looks like I think that's making people very happy with the game. Although, if you really think about it, to make a better game than Two Worlds Two is not really that high of a bar to jump. Well, yeah, and that's kind of Anna's <laughs> point that because it's better. Oh, we got to score this greatly. But definitely have to definitely have to see how the uh how the reviews critic reviews come out. I think I'll wait for the official RP gamer review on this one. I'm I'm really tempted by this one. If I would play it if I had time. <laughs> I've got so many other games, but I I that magic system looks fun. It really Yeah, really you does. see a lot of mention of that. It looks so much fun. Unfortunately, Urgh. unless you know how to speak Polish, you'll have to wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that all it's out in Poland? That's yeah, it? it's out in it's out in different countries in Eastern Europe. So if I can That's speak right Czech, now. I'm good to go. <laughs> All right, so I can't speak Czech. What do they got for me? I know Chrono Cross on the PSN. Yeah, but only in yeah. Japan. But only in Japan. 
Damn it, I didn't read that earlier. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I was all excited. It's like Chrono Cross on PSN. Everyone should be happy, but only in your in in Japan. That's yeah. I mean, you could you could have had the tenth highest rating RPG of all time. If Man, you're sense. still bitter about that, aren't you? They've got a, oh, they've got a trailer for it that um, is before the ESRB made you put like uh, stuff in the trailer, and we've got it linked in the article. Man, I remember this trailer, and it has you the know, awesome music in it—the best music ever. Oh, I should you just go and double check to make sure I, it's the one I think it is. Um, when I put together the article, that was actually just the first trailer I found on YouTube. No, I remember that trailer. That that's a very popular trailer. We saw that for a long time, and it played over and ah, over because yes. it is that piece of music. Yeah, quite possibly one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, the one with pieces the violin. Of yeah, the one. My, my quite scars left my time, guys. Yeah. Yeah, my my favorite piece of video game music ever. It's that good. Yeah, it's such a good song. And the dragons and all that stuff. And, and it was back when we thought the into... game would be good. <sighs> what? And I'm going to hijack and tie this straight into. We've decided what our next marathon is going to be for 2011. It's going to be classic console titles, and one of them is going to be Chrono Cross. So if you want to check out more details for that, they are on why, the why is it going to be Chrono Cross? I thought we only because picked, like, top-tier titles for that. We voted. <laughs> we did, like, forum for days. See what you did there. Yeah. Uh, so if you go to the role-playing forum... It's there. It's a year of classic console People games. Voted. The full list is January Shining Force, February Parasite Eve, March Secret of Mana, April Wild Arms, May Grandia, June Fantasy Star 4, July Vagrant Story, mm. August Final Fantasy Tactics, September Xenogears, October Super Mario RPG, November Suikoden, and this December is, Sky. This Media. is crazy. This is crazy. Those are like, there's, so, there's too many good games there. There's, yeah. and, and you're not going to be able to finish all that. That's too much. No human can handle that much good gaming. How? Why are we putting people at risk? We're going to kill our readers and then be yes. nobody to click on our ads. This oh. is terrible. It's a bad so idea. Most of use ad block anyways. Oh, that's right. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop using that on the RP Gamer so we get ad impressions. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> just for every, just for everyone out there, for those that love uh, Dragon Age, I just found a Dragon Age Christmas mod for <laughs> anyone that wants to play it. What does it um, do? Well, there's a man who's snow truly everywhere? dedicated in his job. What does it do? Um, the, um, it, it adds a sword to the game that looks like Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. <laughs> And I'm awesome. posting. I just posted a link to it in the IRC forum for everyone to see, and I'll that post is... it again. And I'll post it again for the forum link on the show once you've indexed it. That's fantastic. Just great for all your Dragon Age Christmas love. Oh, I gotta see that tree. Oh, that's so depressing. Someone just someone just created this a couple days ago. That's great. Just just great. <laughs> Oh, and that person is wearing terrible shorts. I don't know why. All right. So, all right. <laughs> I can't wait for three years. Here was my segue I was going to do before with Charlie Brown inter- interrupted. But I can't wait for three years from now when we have a year of just iPhone RPGs. Because I know what one of the month's games would be. It would be Infinity Blade for the iPhone, which is out now. And I've played it. And I really like it. It's like Punch Out the RPG. It's it's so cool. It is so I don't know why we don't have a review up yet. It's like so cool. It is you play the then game. Review it yourself. I will later Chris. on in the show. But um, well, not yeah, no, 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 I don't write reviews. The uh, I did it once. It took too long. 
like it just did the uh the so the point is it is gonna have dlc and i wanted to announce that there will be five new weapons added in the dlc the level cap will go up to 45 and there'll be a new type of enemy to to fight and there'll be another dlc pack in january and uh there'll be the story will keep evolving and there'll be new areas to go to and uh oh and they're eventually going to add like dungeons and stuff cool um, just out of curiosity, wasn't Infinity Blade kind of like a rail game where once you defeated one enemy, it automatically takes you to the next one or something yeah, like that? Yeah, you're on rails, essentially. But you get to choose which path you go to, and you're searching for treasure and stuff as you go. But, but I mean, yeah. So since it's kind of a punch-out game, it's not really based around exploring and stuff. It's kind of based upon uh, your battle and then leveling up your character, allocating your experience points, picking uh, new weapons and leveling them up and maxing them out and and uh, going shopping and all that good stuff. Um, the, uh, the, the, the other thing that, that was neat is that they said that apparently Infinity Blade was going to be a Kinect title originally. Do you guys know how Infinity Blade works? So you, you open it up. You open it up on your on your iPhone or your iPad, and you uh, you walk up to an enemy, and you, you see they're they're attacking you, and you have to choose how to dodge, block, or parry your weapon, and that's based on either tapping one of the dodge left and right buttons, and you got to do the right directions for it to the dodge to work right. You do your block, which is a timing based block, or you do a parry, which is timing based and a directional swipe on the screen to swing your sword and parry them. And then after you uh, knock them off guard, you can uh, attack them a bunch or use weapons or use your special moves. And it's all about using all that together in, in, in a very punch-out sort of way to take down the foe eventually. You get experience points, you get money, and you get to buy equipment and all that stuff. Um, very cool, very fun. Um, it's very different than most things I've played other than maybe Punch-Out, and it feels a lot different than Punch-Out, and it's just scratching in an itch that I've never had scratched before because it's kind of unique to see an RPG kind of title like this where your character gets stronger and better over time with, uh, with this sort of mechanic. Anyway, Whoa, so... Chris, I'm not sure if we need to know about what my, itches, my itches you're Yes, scratching. thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, they, <laughs> apparently they originally envisioned it as a Kinect title, and the, I guess you would be walking up and, and, and looking at your TV and uh, swinging your arms around to try and parry and all that stuff. And they decided, let's just make it uh, to the iOS, which is where they think the design works best. Which I thought was kind of cool. Well, you, you, when you really think about it as a Kinect title, I think given Infinity Blade's mechanics, it would probably work better on something like on PlayStation Move or the Wii than it would as Kinect because you don't have anything in your hand to really direct it. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I even find the iPhone screen to have moments of not being accurate enough for it. So I'd rather it be with a Move that I want the most accurate device possible that's going to read my movements the best. So. Well, he's hoping it goes to PS3 on the move. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You, you get really tired of it, though, because you have to do a lot of slashing to take the enemy down. So that wouldn't last very long. Oh, well. It would give you a walk. It could be like with the words. I love it. I love it. Oh, my arm. And I guess we've kind of transitioned, because we're done with news, into what I've been playing, which has been two things. Infinity Blade, which I really adore, and I really can't recommend it enough. It's six bucks. It's a universal app. It works on your iPhone and your iPad. You only have to buy it once. Um, I don't think there's a way to transfer your save back and forth, unfortunately, but it's a really, really fun game. It's got achievement support with Game Center. Give it a shot. Try it on someone else's device. I think it's one of the first like bigger budget games that I really think is like demonstrating a developer taking time to make a game, develop for the system that's that appeals to gamers of all types instead of just the casual gamers. Um, highly recommended. 
Um, I know as soon as I get an iPad, I will go and get it. Yeah. And by then, it'll probably be on sale, because you know how those games work. They seem to drop in price a lot. Six bucks is, is pretty good for this one, absolutely. Because this would be, well, it's probably not long enough to be a, a full $40 PSP title. Did you this just plug be... in your phone? I did. Okay. Yeah, you heard it. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, uh, the other thing I played this week was, of course, World of Warcraft. Getting closer and closer to level 85. And finishing off my holiday achievements so I can get my hey, fancy Chris. fast mount speed. How many bars is it to level? <laughs> I don't know, like halfway. <laughs> she likes to ask me that a lot. Kind of annoys me because I don't want to think about it. It's like, a lot. Leave me alone. I don't want to count. <laughs> Not done yet. <laughs> tell, tell me when I'm done. <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we, we there yet? yet? <laughs> But uh, I, I'm not going to bow. I'm almost, level, I'm almost level 69. How many other people are playing WoW here? Everybody or everybody except uh, Roy? Everyone except Roy, I think. Wow. Sounds but, like it. Did, who's, who's got an RP Gamer character? What's your RP Gamer character at? My, uh, our, our RP Gamer characters are on Draenor. Yep. But, like, what level are they at? Um, I did... I mean, I've got... I made a human paladin a few weeks ago. Aptly named JC Servant. He's a with 15 and then I I did the Worgen quest. I just had to you know, curiosity had yeah. to do the Worgen quest which were totally awesome. Yeah. And uh he when I got out of those quests I was 14. He's in the Night Elf area and I parked him there cuz okay. I just really want to get through the quest. I'm not really interested in playing him much further than that. I did a I did a race transfer so my my Night Elf druid turned into a Worgen druid. So yeah, fun. I noticed that yeah. cheater. Yeah, I cheated. Um, my my uh, my I've got like a fourteen mage that I made in the RP Gamer Guild, and I'm, I've got a level six rogue that I rogue that I rolled up with a noodle who's got a little. Uh, what did she make? She made a druid. Druid. Yeah. So she's got a druid in there. I don't know what you guys got. You've got character, right, Anna? Um, well, I have a paladin that I'm playing with your mage, That's and right. me and Phil need to play our dwarfs at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think me uh, the Manny wants to make a bunch of gnomes. That'll be fun. No, uh, I, I have my uh, I have my uh, sixty-eight human hunter. Yeah, you've been leveling like crazy, which is odd, really, because I've really just been playing World of Warcraft in my off time while sort of working on my university work. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe you got to sixty so fast. Well, yeah, and then I hit Outland, which is still crap. Yeah, you know they they do all this they do all this improvement for. Um, you know, yeah. the, the old world content. Um, I'm sorry. What you basically want to do to get through Outland at this point is finish Hellfire, uh, get to 65 in Zangar Marsh, and then between Zangar Marsh and Dungeoning, and then do Nagrand to 68. Yeah, she knows what she's talking did, about. I did Nagrand to 67 and then went to Netherstorm because Netherstorm is pretty. <laughs> that yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, it is a very pretty zone. And honestly, if you get into that, uh, you get into that little eastern part with the with the uh, with the houses that are on funny angles, you can get through the, all those quests super fast. There you go. Well, I I say in um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, well, Outland at the moment is the only place I actually have the full exploration achievement for. I nice. actually just went. I just went around. When they when they blew up the world, they gave a lot of uh, exploration credit to people who didn't have it. So I've got almost all of the Kalimdor and uh, and other areas credited to me now that I didn't have before. So I need to finish that off. Yeah. 
Although, for some reason, the guild recently got uh, the guild achievement Lower Black Rock Spire Guild Run, despite the fact there was only it was one person in a random dungeon fighting. Apparently yeah, I that was counts. wondering about that. I was like, holy crap, we all got together and did it? I didn't think we had enough people to do that. Yeah. No, no, that. that was just a glitch. So we have one guild achievement. Are we level one yet? No. No. It's <laughs> too bad. We are... Uh, hang on, where's me? Uh, we're about... Uh, third of the way. So about the RP Gamer Guild, what's going on is that a lot of people who are like the people who like to play WoW a lot are leveling their mains, which are in other guilds. So that's why you're not seeing too heavy an involvement in the guild right now. I think that's going to change as people hit 85 in their mains and want to do some more experimentary stuff. So that's uh, that's when I think you're going to see more people popping up um, in the in the RP Gamer Guild than than their normal guilds. But at uh, the same time, we had like eight people on the other night. Yeah, uh-huh. so it happens yeah. sometimes. Yeah, in my defense, I'm playing like badly out of time zone. Yeah, you are. So that doesn't help. But I, I'm, I say I'm on holiday, so I'm, I can be a little bit freer with my schedule now. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm on, I always see Maraudin or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, he's Maldrin. on. He's on at the moment, Maldrin, and uh, Kel- yeah, and uh, and Keldarius is on at the moment as well. Sweet. Yep. So if you want to nice. join us, that's uh, RP Gamer is on the Draenor server of Alliance, and I think we're gonna have to come up with a solution for Horde because a lot of people want to play Horde. So I don't well, know. Yeah, isn't it possible to because Draenor's a regular server? Yeah, you can. Just... Yeah, we could do it on Draenor as well. But I think that other people have guilds or something. The problem that they is, do. is, or and the other problem is, is that those of us who were established on Draenor already are not going to have enough slots for both Horde and Alliance. Yeah, that's a good not point. Not even close. Yeah, I created because I created my Worgen character Mornington today. Mornington. Mornington. If Sounds you had a surname, British. it would be Crescent. Mornington Present. Right. No, Mornington Crescent. Crescent. Right. The name of a, it's the name of a station on the London Underground. Does it play werewolf music? I had to laugh. I've I've been playing a work in with uh Seraphim Kitten. Damn you for getting me killed. Um his uh his Worgen's name is Biz Clavret. No <laughs> oh, all right, let, let us know on the forums what that is. All right, so that's what I've been playing, and uh, I think we're going to move on to what uh, what uh, John's been playing, other than WoW. Um, I got, got an unusual one uh, actually. Oh, okay. I, I went. I, I had a sudden fit of of uh, nostalgia. Um, and you played and the game re- Nostalgia on the DS. No, I went and reinstalled the 1998 real-time strategy game Homeworld. Ah, neat. Because I love that game. Okay. Even though it's 12 years old, it looks like... Well, okay, uh, by today's graphical standards, it looks like ass. But back back when it first came out, it was... Oh, Homeworld? Glorious. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, awesome game. Glory. I mean, you know, it... I, it, for a game made in 1998, it's so pretty. Yeah, it, it actually doesn't. It actually holds up pretty well to this day. I mean, granted, if you if you zoom all the way in, then the, then the spaceships, you know, don't look quite detailed by today's standards. Uh, you know, games like Sins of the Solar Empire look better, but when you pull it out, it holds up very well. Yeah, it has a really, you know, it's really well voice acted. It's got an excellent story. You know, it and it, the the system, even though the system's got um, was improved upon in Homeworld Two. Um, I personally feel that Homeworld 2 went a bit down in story policy, uh-huh. but the, the system improvements were appreciated. But even so, it's still, it's just, it's one of my endearing 
um, it's you know it's like one of my endearing favorite real time strategy games. I just wanted to go back to it, um, and then you get the opening, uh, uh, you know, and they they execute the opening three stages so well, complete with that you know really really good mu- um, music score. And it, yeah, I say I'm not I'm not fi- I've not finished my run by any any stretch any stretch of the imagination. I've only got to like level four, but yeah, I I really like it. I went back to it, and that's my pick. Nice. It, it, yeah, it's really it's really a nice game. It's if you it's haven't if you've never if you've never played if you've never played Homeworld before, and you like real time strategy games, and you say you've played like I don't know Sins of a Solar Empire or um, anything else similar. I mean, hell, even Galsiv or something. Go and try. I mean, hell, I, I found my current copy of. I'd lost my copy of Homeworld till a while back. I found another copy of it about six months ago for fifty p. You know, it's less than a buck. You know, if you if you can find a copy of it, then please do so. Go and play it. Or play Sins of the Solar favor. Empire. Play Homeworld though. It's got a bet. It's you've got to do it for you know. You do it for the storyline. All right. Yeah, yeah. Homeworld, Homeworld definitely has the most storyline, and the mechanics um, are quite a bit different in the sense of a Solar Empire. You're not you're not covering multiple plants and collecting resources from all these different planets. Your, your resource collecting is limited. Your 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 uh, fleet, as it were, carries over from scenario to scenario. So it's not just about surviving that one uh, scenario in the campaign uh, intact, but rather also preserving as many cha- ships as you can because you really are – you kind of feel like Star Trek Voyager because you really are in the middle of nowhere without any other support, and you got to make you know every ship count and every research to decision count throughout the entire campaign uh it's it's definitely got a whole different vibe and feel and and definitely has yeah, and more quite, and, uh, you know, on a number of occasions you you know you have to play quite carefully because you have to potentially face much larger you know much larger forces that you couldn't possibly take on with your force you know you have to play quite carefully mm-hmm. avoid the fights you can't win and make sure that you you still get all the mission objectives done I think referring specifically to one of the stages towards the end of the game where you have to destroy a um, uh, an inhibitor that's preventing you from moving onwards, a hyperspace inhibitor. And the thing is surrounded in a, in like a, with a massive sphere of um, iron cannon frigates, these things that shoot laser death beams at you. Uh, and there are, there's, I swear to hell, there are more than 100 of them. But by which point you may have you know, researched up... Um, uh, cloaking fighters, or there's numerous other ways you can potentially do that stage, but fighting all of those at once would be practically suicidal. So. Yeah, it's a wonder. I, I, you know, that that game should really be coming out on Steam or especially GOG. You know, because I mean, it really is a, a, a stellar example of classic uh, PC gaming that holds up well over time. That's something I would definitely like to see come to GOG. I'd buy that in a heartbeat. I got it on. I think I got the disc for it somewhere. I'm not sure. I have I to go Home look at my. was on GOG. I don't Might think be, so. Actually. Well, let's uh, double I, check. I don't think I, it I, is. I, I, I would have bought it. Not. Oh, okay. It, yeah. It's not. I just checked. Is it on Steam? No, I just checked Steam just to oh. be sure. I would have bought that guy in a heartbeat. Right. Um, if I saw it on one of those uh, digital, yeah. If I, if I think if I, yeah, if I saw it on Steam, I think I'd pick it up anyway, just so I didn't have to lug the disc around. That's one of the discs I don't mind getting rid of. Just because oh, yes. it's, yeah, it cost me fifty p. It's not on losing sleep. It's not on impulse. Not on gogs. Not on Steam. And it really does. Well, I think that may be because the fact that Relic is still 
Relic, the people behind um, the Dawn of War series, are still kind of alive and kicking them up. Because Relic, some of Relic did get some of their later games on Steam. I think Company of... Is it mm-hmm. Company of Heroes? And, uh, of uh, Heroes. Dawn of, and the latest so they, Dawn of War as yeah, well, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep, I hear really good things about that. I want to play that. They are very good. They're very good. Uh, I mean, Company of Heroes is absolutely one of my top three RTS games of all time, and that's saying something, especially since it's got the whole World War II vibe that I normally just dis- dislike. Um, the, but the game is just done so well. It's got so much great atmosphere. The graphics are are just really, really good for an RTS. It, it, yeah, I, I can't recommend Company of Heroes enough. Got it. Anywho. Anywho. All right, and so now I say Roy should go. Well, um, this past week I've been playing a lot of Mass Effect. I've recently just restarted the whole thing with them. Just restarted doing one. I've been taking it slow. I'm only up to about the, the, the first time you go to the Citadel in the very beginning. Um... I was also replaying Torchlight. Ooh, Torchlight's a great game. I can't wait. That's one we keep forgetting. That's coming out early next year, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah, I believe it's supposed to come out sometime in February or March. Ooh, por- Torchlight. That sounds Torchlight. like what it's going to land at it, yeah. Sweet. Oh, also, um, a news tidbit that I just found on yeah. the ma- magazine of Eurogamer. Apparently, for The Witcher 2... Um, a CD Red project has announced that they are including something known as an insane mode, where you will only have one life to do the whole game. Ah, hardcore. Nice. Wow, really? Iron Man. <laughs> it's a hardcore mode from Diablo or something. Sweet. So for all those that have that masochistic side of them. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Oh, they're, defi- they're definitely out, though. Yes, they are. Oh, also, funny thing about Torchlight, I found out that if you use... You know how on Torchlight, it um, after you get a certain amount of fame, it puts a title past your name? Yeah. I found out that if you use the cheats on Torchlight, it'll, it'll put your name the cheater. Yes, it does. You can actually remove it, though. There's another cheat to remove it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's um, useful, I guess. Yeah, it's one of those little tongue-in-cheek ironies that they put in there, and I quite like it. All right. Um, Torchlight and Mass Effect. Torchlight and Mass Effect. Good classic choices. All right. Finally, not finally. Phil, what do you got? Well, I'm still catching up on all the RPG casts that I've been missing out on, so I'm not quite sure. I'm sure you guys have probably talked Cataclysm to death, so yeah. <laughs> I won't try. I will say I'm having a lot of fun. What's I your haven't favorite had a whole thing? lot of time. Haven't had a whole lot of time to play. Um, when it's done well, um, I'm I'm you know I've been really enjoying the the newer quest and stuff, the new low level quest. It's kind of hit or miss because some of the starter areas really haven't changed all that much or really don't use uh, enough of the new technology. It feels like some some starting areas got a lot more attention than others. Heaven forbid you you decide you want to start a drainy character or blood elf. <laughs> but um, aside from that, the, yeah, like the war game quests are just really really cool. I had a good time uh, going through those. 
So that that that's what I've been doing. I haven't even had a chance to get into any of the other good stuff, like the archaeology or anything like that. I'm sure you guys have gone much more in depth than I have. As far as pick of the week, I'll go for the game that kept me entertained on the flight all the way to Indonesia and back, and that's a lot of hours on an airplane, let me tell you. Um, which, by the way, what's really cool on those airplanes when you're flying overseas, uh, I'm on Korean Air for most uh, from Los Angeles to Korea and then over to Jakarta, Indonesia, a total of almost 24 hours in the air once I left the United States. And uh, they have little TVs like a lot of the bigger airplanes do and whatnot. And they had uh, all these movies you can pick, but what caught my attention? StarCraft tournaments. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yes. GOM TV on Korea Air. Yes, and it's really funny because it's still they're they're showing like older episodes, I guess, because it's still uh, StarCraft One. But that didn't lessen my interest any. My well, wife. What that is is that it's the only one network has the rights to do StarCraft Two, and so the uh, other networks are still doing uh, StarCraft One. So that's how that's so, looking. So the wife is looking over at the seat next to me. And she's like, "Are you playing StarCraft on the television on the airplane?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm watching. I'm <laughs> the commentary going and everything. It's awesome." Um, that, that should be my pick of the week, but really, um, yeah, um, uh, ZHP, Unlosing Ranger on the, the PSP, I downloaded that guy, uh, worried that I wasn't really going to be able to keep the DS going on its limited battery. Uh, my PSP has, I have two batteries for the PSP, so, um, I, I downloaded a, a ZHP before I left, and, it's really, really a fun game. It's your, it's your quirky, you know, it's the, it's the same guys who bring you to scale, who's that Nippon Ichi or whoever. Yeah. Uh, and and a lot of, the, you know, the, 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 a lot of the personality comes through in the B-rated story about, uh, about your, your, your kid who basically takes over the role of a hero after he dies in a car accident, of, of all things. Of all I, I thought that was hilarious when I wrote the news story about that. Yeah, it was just absolutely, you know, hilarious, and 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 they do a good job with the jokes, just like the other Nippon Ichi games. They're kind of hit or miss, but I found more hits in this one overall than you know, let's say Disgaea two. Um, the uh, it's a dungeon roguelike dungeon. What's that? Now that's crazy talk. Yeah, right. It's a roguelike dungeon dungeon crawler, but it's done with Nippon Ichi's. Uh, sense of humor and propensity to totally give you tools to break all the game mechanics at your disposal. Um, I, I mean, the most hilarious thing that happens to you right in the first few levels as you're fighting, you kill off enemies, they drop pieces of weapons and armor, and I equip this one thing that says uh, uh, tank legs, and next thing you know, the bottom half of my character looks like a tank. You know, Or, or you'll find a, a, a printy helmet, and next thing you know, your head looks like a, a printy. It just makes you laugh out loud as you're putting these different armor pieces together, and you look like a mishmash of of just all kinds of funny things. It's just absolutely hilarious. The the um, uh, the as you're going through each of the main chapters, they they keep things interesting by adding different elements to the dungeons. Uh, one chapter may have dungeons with uh, random war points. Uh, another one may have a dungeon where the exit is get- for the next floor is always continuously moving and you got to chase it down. There's just different mechanics in each one, different scenery, uh, different colors, and so it kind of keeps it fresh and interesting because when you're splunking through these roguelikes, usually that's one of the big complaints that they get kind of repetitive rather early, and that helps to keep it uh, fresh throughout. Uh, just like any of the other games uh, like Disgaea, they give you these ways to make your character stronger uh, you know, pretty quickly. You can 
and you can level. When you die, you have an overall level uh, that you keep. And uh, every time you go into a dungeon, you start level one. But if you gain like 50 levels, for example, uh, that will add X number of levels to your quote-unquote total level. And, and that total level affects your permanent stats. Uh, plus, you can you, they give you other ways to, to increase your, your statistics or make you so you can carry more items and, and whatnot. It's, it's really cool. You have to, it's one of those things where you have to play and they slowly introduce all these different gameplay elements that allow you to totally beef up your character or make the dungeons easier or whatever have you as you kind of go along. And some of it you have to discover and, and find on your own. But um, just absolutely a really fun game from beginning to end now. I, ha- I am a little bit stuck on the big boss before I, I made it to America, back to, to, back to the United States. I was right up to the last dungeon. I had done this random 60-level dungeon where – what's that angel chick from the first Iskaya? Flan. Flan kicked Flan. my rear end. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing to finally make it to the 60th floor of the first uh, – there's true random dungeons. And, and just to have Flan kick my rear end from one side of the screen to the other in one hit. Uh, and then in the main dungeon, I made it up to the – I think that's the final boss encounter, and he's pretty tough too. So obviously I need to go and find some more rules to break or more grinding to do or something before I can really take them on. So aside from that, um, the game was pretty smooth sailing all the way through. felt a little bit more uh, balanced than, uh, than some of the other Disgaea games where it feels like you're – we, you know, your character that demolishes everything, and then all of a sudden you're getting your butt kicked on the very next board because the, the 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 spikes and the difficulty jumps all of a sudden. Didn't really get that feeling with ZHP, and I really the humor in the in the in the game as you're going along just kept me going. It's just it's just funny as heck. So it's a pretty good game, definitely. If you even somewhat remotely like roguelikes and you're kind of bored with you know games like Izuna or whatever. You gotta check this out. It does really keep you interested from interested from beginning to end through its humor and its uh, different graphics and, and gameplay mechanics all the way through. Sweet! Wow, that was a lot of info. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I try to come prepared. Well, thank sometimes. you. It's been a while so, since we've had you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's actually since I played a game from beginning to end too. So yeah, I need to finish a game. It's been a while since I finished a game. I'm feeling that need. I need to finish something. Oh my gosh. I, I finally beat Bioshock. I've been playing since like, I don't know, April and it's only 15 hours. I just don't get that much time (laughs) to play. And I finally got to see the ending to a game. I think it's, I forgot what that was like. Hmm. Nice. Yay. Endings. That's two games. Yay. For you. Nice. Well, I haven't beat CHP technically. I still got to get past that last boss. Oh, well, what the heck? Yeah. Finish. Got to grind some more. Go now. Yeah. Why are you, why are you here? Why aren't you grinding? Come on. Go on. Sorry. Chop, chop. Beep. Beep. Yeah. Say that you're hanging up. That's the yeah, that's good, good Foley work there. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I got to run anyways, guys, but I'll let oh, you Oh, you're going to take off now? I got. Some I couldn't make issues. two minutes for me to wrap up the show. Wait, two minutes. No, I got Anna. Anna I needs know. to talk about what she's been Sorry. playing. <laughs> Bye, Phil. Bye. Y'all have a great night. Oh, he's gone. Now we can talk about him. Oh, I'm alone. Should we all gang up on Phil? <laughs> no, now? I'm waiting for Anna to talk because it's her turn. Is she even here? Oh, she must have um, went away. What did you want me to talk about? Like, I've played it's time well for your pick in the week. week and oh, okay, that's, that's what it. I said that I've done. 
Um, have I played Sorry. any? Oh, I've played a little bit of the OGS game that Joom sent me. Thank you, Jooms! The what game? Oh, uh... He sent wait, me Gundam two OGS for... games for... Um, the Super Robot Wars ones? Yeah, for the Robots. Game Boy Advance. Oh, yes! And I played Burn Zombie Burn. Thank you, Gamerskate. That was an awesome contest. You won a contest? Apparently. Yeah. Okay, alright. <laughs> they had like a spin the wheel thing. They they had like uh they had like make a funny comment on the Facebook and we'll pick the funniest ones and ah, I okay. made a funny comment and they picked me and they spun the wheel and I won burn zombie burn. Well done. Congrats. It's a very fun game. You get to burn zombies. <laughs> mhm. It it there's very little substance for it. Okay, 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 all right. So, thank you. Uh, I, I guess uh, that wraps up our show. Uh, it's that time of night where it gets late and everyone's talking. It's only 20 past five in the morning. Jeez. <laughs> thank yeah, you, British people so especially. I, I feel bad having the show at this hour. It just it seems bad for your we, health. We, we could it's easily sudden, go another hour. It's that you could like go another time. hour, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to start working on uh, posting this show that I can finish up my holiday achievement, maybe go to bed after saying hi to Noodles' uh, character or something. Uh, so I'm going to wrap up. And like I said, next week, I guess, is no show. So everyone have good holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, which is already over. Uh, whatever else you're celebrating, enjoy it. Uh, if it's just a vacation day, have fun with that. Uh, the, what is, uh, new and the week after, I don't know what we'll do and maybe someone will do something special, but we'll talk and it's definitely, uh, it's that time of year where we got to start thinking game of the year, RPG of the year stuff. So look forward to a big debate about that stuff and that should be fun. And well, with, with, with our track record of getting things done, it'll probably be up by March. Well, yeah, I just mean for the podcast that we can usually get that out of the way sooner. So. And by the way, technically, we should be doing Game of the Decade discussions because the decade ends this year, not last year. But let's, yeah, I'll just, I think I'll throw that out there, pet peeve. Yeah. All right. So well, anyway. I, I was just talking to Becky about that earlier today, and she said that Mac already did that. I did it last year. It all happened Well, if we've year. already done it, we don't need to do it again. I know. <laughs> we had a whole we podcast totally on it. Because <laughs> everyone else decided last year, but it's totally stupid. It's this year. This year, nobody wants to do it. <laughs> I think we should just do it again, just, just to throw no, it in people's face. We don't need to go through that the whole debate. It's also, <laughs> this game, this year's really done that much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we should talk. Well, we should change everything just for the heck of it. We've got Final Fantasy Thirteen and Dragon Quest Nine to throw into the mix. Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah but, it's not going to change yeah, it that much. But this decade still had Skies of Arcadia. Ah, okay. That was a remake. And does that really count? The original was not out in the past decade. Pretty the original sure came out in the mid nineties. Oh wow! No, it, There's no Skies way. Of Arcadia was it a was a Dreamcast game. game. That can't be. That just can't was be. It? Yeah. Yes, it came out. It came out uh, in in Europe uh, on April twenty seventh, two thousand and one, in um, uh, America on November thirteenth, two thousand. Two thousand. This decade. Deal with it. 
Okay. Well, according to the viewers, Klingon's still winning the battle of the accent. So, uh, uh, all right. Hey, you know, yeah. One, one. Wow. Learn to read. <laughs> My sister's one of those. All right. So it's time to wrap up. Thanks everybody for watching. Um, and please leave us feedback, especially now. Tell us your good Christmas stories and uh, leave us uh, cool Christmas calls. Or, or, or holiday calls or winter solstice calls or whatever you're doing um, I want to hear your fun stuff from the from this, this time of year and maybe email some snow that'd be nice too I don't know how that would work digital wet bits and, I uh, don't want snow it'll slow the trains up this country grinds to a halt when it snows because well it just does yeah it sucks <laughs> all right so that's that's Luckily all for me i have to leave the city yeah that's all for this week thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next time bye everybody bye Ta-ta.